Good afternoon. My name is Christian Laderman. Uh, I am the chief of sports medicine at the Brigham uh, and Women's uh, Hospital in Boston, uh, Massachusetts. And uh, it is my uh, distinct pleasure today to talk to you at the Isacos podcast about our latest book on early osteoarthritis uh, and uh, novel uh, therapies um, to treat uh, osteoarthritis. Um, this book uh, has been uh, a long time in the making. Uh, we have uh, under, started to understand osteoarthritis, and particularly early post-traumatic osteoarthritis, uh, very differently over the last uh, decade. And we now understand that this is really an, uh, an early inflammatory disease that requires different uh, treatment approaches and also different understanding of classifications um, of uh, uh, traditional end-stage degenerative osteoarthritis. One of the distinct features uh, about post-traumatic osteoarthritis is the fact that it, it typically is a consequence of joint injury. And one of the uh, book chapters um, on this uh, deals with uh, the uh, role of uh, instability, uh, both of uh, ligament injuries as well as uh, loss of meniscus. Uh, and I have my co-editor, uh, uh, Henning Madri, uh, with me, who I would uh, ask to comment on some of those aspects. Uh, thank you, dear Christian. My name is Henning Madri. I'm the chair of experimental orthopedics and osteoarthritis research at Saarland University in Germany. And I had the great privilege to contribute to the book. Um, we, we first outlined a bit the uh, history of getting a consensus on early osteoarthritis. And we also looked into the criteria that actually can be applied to, to clinically diagnose early OA. And it's actually thanks to one of our co-editors, Elisabetta Cohn, uh, who together with Maria Marcacci made the first uh, early OA meeting uh, in Bologna uh, about uh, 10 years ago. And this has been followed uh, by a very interesting meeting in Japan in 2014. And uh, these conferences set out to define and to refine uh, clinical definitions of early OA, keeping in mind the fact that early OA is often asymptomatic, keeping in mind the fact that not every patient can get an MRI, and also that the Calvin-Lawrence scale that we usually use to define OA and to grade it is often insufficient to diagnose early OA. So you need a set of, of uh, clinical criteria such as the uh, epidemiology, like Christian mentioned, ACL injury, trauma, meniscal deficiencies, all these are covered expertly in the book. And uh, of course, some uh, radiological evidence, although this is weak, and some MRI criteria, and of course also symptoms such as pain to uh, suspect early osteoarthritis. And uh, I think with this, I give back to Christian. Yeah, thank you very much, Henning. Uh, so we were extremely fortunate that we have uh, with, uh, with you, with uh, Elisaveta Kohn and with uh, Nori Nakamura from uh, uh, Osaka, um, basically the four original organizers of this early osteoarthritis, uh, these early osteoarthritis meetings. And one of the things that 
became relatively clear early on is, is that uh, surprisingly, osteoarthritis was not considered to be an inflammatory disease. We have since been able to prove that that is completely not the case. It is clearly an inflammatory disease. However, other than rheumatoid arthritis, for example, it is not an acute inflammatory disease. It shows signs of a chronic, uh, almost subclinical inflammation uh, that leads to significant changes. And uh, we have pointed that out in, uh, in our book chapter uh, written by Cale Jacobs and his team uh, very specifically as to what the role of early and chronic inflammation is uh, in, uh, in post-traumatic osteoarthritis, freshly injured knee joints, because we now understand that this really starts at the time of injury. Um, we have um, a further um, part of this book that is dedicated to therapeutic approaches. And here I would like to uh, ask my co-editor, uh, Elisabetta Kohn uh, from Milan, to talk to us a little bit about some of the work that uh, her group has been contributing on uh, uh, injection treatment options, but also on uh, other reconstructive options. Elisabetta. Hello, everybody. I'm Elisabetta Kohn. I'm an orthopedic surgeon from um from Milan, from Humanitas University in Milan and Center of uh, Functional and Biological Reconstruction in the knee in uh, Humanitas Research Hospital in Milan. So I think this book is extremely interesting and extremely relevant. And it raises up a lot of uh, questions and give a lot of answers and give a very broad update on this problem, which was uh, when we started this initiative 10 years, more than 10 years ago, I think, Henning, we, uh, early osteoarthritis was sort of some of strange entity which was not that nice recognized. It was more considered like something which is part of the beginning of, uh, of the osteoarthritis, which was not that interesting. Nobody cares that much of uh, how it has been treated, but the problem is there because it's sort of no man's land for the treatment because it's definitely too early for any uh, type of prosthetic reconstruction and uh, probably too late uh, sometimes that it was considered 10 years ago for the cartilage reconstruction. So it was something in between and uh, uh, understanding of how much we can extend regenerative therapies to the uh, early osteoarthritis uh, was one of the newest thing that comes in, uh, that came in these 10 years. So injectable therapies, it is a nice chapter in the book written by Giuseppe Filardo about the injectable therapies of osteoarthritis. They are really coming more and more and more in evidence. And now we really have a lot, a lot of evidence on the injectable treatment, like especially on PRP, but also start to have an evidence on other orthobiologics like stem cells or others. And they're becoming more and more popular and more and more clinical trials are coming up. So in the book, you can find really in, in the very, very recent, very new update on all the state of art of these therapies. In our chapter, we also show the possibilities to use the uh, osteochondral scaffold, in this case, uh, it was a GDC, but you can use also some other scaffolds in case not only for cartilage defects reconstruction, but also for early osteoarthritis, which opens a broad uh, possibility of the treatment of these patients, which were, uh, these patients sometimes are too young to give up the activity 
they're too young to live only on injectables therapy waiting for the, some prosthetic reconstruction. Sometimes in this patient, it works uh, major surgery, trying to reconstruct their knee and give them back their original knee. So that's, uh, you will find it in the book. And I think we have a lot of information beside these chapters. We have a lot of information about the possibilities, the most recent update on the possibility of the treatment of the earliest arthritis, which is, I think, the mostly interesting for our readers. Thank you, Christian. I'm back to you. Well, thank you, Elisaveta. So and, uh, to, to wrap this up, we also have a very um, forward-looking section at the, at the end of the book, uh, which uh, is uh, majorly contributed by, by um, Nori Nakamura, who is looking into the use of mesenchymal and uh, IPC stem cells, for example, um, for meniscus and also cartilage reconstruction. We also have additional, uh, an additional very exciting chapter uh, written by Michel Delco uh, on uh, the use and the potential use of exosomes in, uh, with respect to uh, treatment of early OA and what they may be able to contribute towards control of inflammation and tissue degradation. So you see there's a lot of very avant-garde, forward-looking approaches here that are mentioned. And I think out of uh, you know all the books and uh, chapters that I've written recently, this actually has uh, really uh, been the most joyful for me because it is truly something that is clinically relevant uh, and I think will be relevant going forward in the future understanding of early osteoarthritis. Um, a final word uh, from uh, Henning, uh, you know, um, the, um, the overall um, place of early osteoarthritis and treatment of early osteoarthritis um, in my understanding, is getting uh, into more and more younger patients. Uh, and I think from that perspective, it is so important to understand this. Uh, Henning, Elisaveta, do you guys agree with that? Yes, I agree with that. And uh, I think, and that's also reflected in the chapters, as an orthopedic surgeon, considering the danger of early OA already at the time when the patient has a knee injury, such as an ACL tear or meniscal lesion, it's of paramount importance also to, to, to select the right treatment, not with the aim of only, for example, uh, repairing a meniscal tear or root tear, but also to prevent early osteoarthritis. And I think this, this book clearly uh, contributes to this development in that direction. Lisa, to you. Yeah, I think the, the prevention of the post-traumatic osteoarthritis, but also profiling and understanding of the different types of uh, pathways in the osteoarthritis and different types of osteoarthritis, because for the moment, I think we don't Ill deeply understand for the moment which types of osteoarthritis and how to distinguish between more inflammatory and more mechanical and more post-traumatic types of osteoarthritis and probably they have to be divided and treated better. So I think it's, it's, uh, it's opens really broad possibilities of, on stuff or studies for new things. And, and I think it will be the signed growl of the uh, knee surgery and knee treatment in the next years like trying to understand better and possibly prevent as having, say, the onset, of, for example, of post-traumatic osteoarthritis. 
Well, thank you very much. And I think, uh, you know, if you are interested in early osteoarthritis, you want to understand what the state of the art is in terms of treatments, ranging from injection therapy to cartilage transplants uh, and avant-garde uh, therapeutic approaches that may be coming over the next five to 10 years, um, then this is the book for you to read and you will enjoy it. Thank you.